and welcome back to a bonus episode of the Seek the Joy podcast. So two weeks ago tomorrow, I found out that I passed the California bar exam. And after next Wednesday, when I get sworn in to the State Bar of California, I will officially be a lawyer. And I wanted to hop on my podcast because and share about this because this has sort of become my space and my outlet. And my hope is that this experience that I had and me sharing about it might help someone else and might help someone else if Regardless if they're studying for the bar exam or another exam, or maybe it just applies to an aspect of their life, my hope is just that by me sharing about the last year for me, maybe it will help somebody else. So what a year that it's been. Um, In 2017, in January of 2017, when I was at the Rose Bowl watching my USC Trojans beat uh, Penn State, Uh, I declared that 2017 was going to be the year of the comeback kid, and I couldn't have been more right. So I sat for the California bar exam the first time in July of 2016, and two months prior to starting to study for the bar, or yeah, yeah, just about two months, maybe a month and a half, um, I had shingles. And if you know another 25-year-old that's ever had shingles, um, can you connect me? I'd love to talk to them because it just felt so unheard of to me that someone my age at the time would have shingles. But I was overworked and overstressed and uh, I had taken on a lot, but it was my choice. And I really believe now, a year and a half later, that you can take on as much as you want to take on and even if it feels like it's too much and it's too stressful, you have the choice to decide for yourself how you're going to handle it. And I did not handle my stress well at all. Um, And that was very evident by the fact that I had shingles and it knocked me on my butt. And I spent a couple of weeks um, having a really hard time even just walking around the block. I still went to class and I still maintained all of my responsibilities because that's really who I am to my core. Um, But it was a really tough experience and it drained me. Fast forward to graduating from law school. What an amazing, amazing day that was. And I can still feel the emotions of that day. And you graduate from law school and then three or four days later you start studying for the bar. And at the time I lived in a very small studio apartment um, that was 386 square feet to be exact. And I basically locked myself in that apartment for two and a half months. Or not even two and a half months. I think it's about two months. Gained probably 25 pounds. Uh, had a really, really hard time coping with the stress of studying for the bar. I was having panic attacks and I was having a really difficult time coping. I had a lot of people in my life that were not understanding of the fact that I was studying for the bar exam and were unloading their stuff onto me. And for somebody who picks up other people's stuff pretty naturally, uh, it was a lot for me to take. And I did my best and I tried to set boundaries the best that I knew how at the time from the space that I was in. But it was a really tough um, experience. And about 
two weeks before the bar, before I sat for the bar the first time, I started to get really bad stomach aches and having a really hard time eating. I thought I was nervous. I thought I just was not coping well. Um, My parents you know, were amazing at that time, especially my mom, um, who would literally sit on the phone with me while I would have these panic moments and would sit there until I could start talking about the material. And it was a really rough, it was a really rough time. And I went and I sat for the bar the first time. And when I sat for the bar the first time in California, the exam was still three days. It made it through the first day. Okay. Made it through the first day. The second day, it was not a great experience. By the third day, I was so sick physically and emotionally. My body was really giving out on me. Uh, and the stomach aches I had were just, I just can't even. I It was terrible. And so it was so bad that when I finished the exam on the third day and my mom picked me up from the test center and we got back to my parents' house, they got a cake for me. They got me my favorite cake from Sweet Lady Jane. I could not even eat the damn cake. I was so sick to my stomach uh, and still never had a piece of that cake. And I spent a couple of weeks after the bar that first time really trying to recover and heal because I was so exhausted physically, mentally, um, I could barely go for a walk. It was just, it was a rough, rough time. Fast forward to September of 2016, um, I start getting this really bad ache in my lower abdomen. And me being me, I have this warrior mentality. I think I can fight through everything. Uh, Keyword there is fight. Um, I thought it was the flu. I thought it was a stomach bug. I thought it would pass. Until two days later, I wake up at 1.30 in the morning with such excruciating pain. Something I've never really experienced before. But I was stubborn and I did not even go to the hospital then. I waited until 7.30 in the morning to go to an urgent care. (laughs) To go to an urgent care. And the urgent care sends me to the emergency room. And I'm I'm in pain, okay? And I don't know what's going on. And they have me do an ultrasound. And the woman, the technician, is pushing into my lower abdomen and I'm telling you I thought I was being hit by a car I had a cat scan we're still trying to figure out what's wrong turns out uh, I have appendicitis my appendix is inflamed it's angry Um, the doctor explains to me I'm pretty lucky it hasn't burst already and I'm in the emergency room bargaining with the nurse and the doctor telling them oh it's okay I don't need to have surgery today I'm just gonna go to my doctor and talk to him and see what we can do this is me and my mom by the way bargaining with the doctor and the nurse is like ma'am you need to have your appendix removed like I don't know what you think Um, So, of course, I had my appendix removed, and when I woke up from the surgery, I could not breathe, and the machines I was hooked up to were going nuts, and I don't know if you've ever had surgery and woken up and just have been isolated and freaked out because that was me and finally this nurse he decides okay like this chick can't breathe let's hook her up to an oxygen mask okay great thank you so much I'm panicking I can't breathe like I'm having a really rough spot uh my mom being the saint 
she is, uh, slept on a chair in the hospital room that night. Um, while I was recovering from surgery, I had the kindest, kindest nurse ever. She was amazing. Um, and I made it through that first night and I was allowed to go home the next day. And I spent a week recuperating on my parents' couch. Um, anytime I wanted to get up, I had to yell for my dad to help me get up off the couch, which, um, for somebody who is as fiercely independent as I am, well, that was not fun. No. So fast forward to basically all of September and October, I'm recovering from appendicitis. I kind of felt like I was having a more difficult time than others recovering. And at the time, I really wasn't sure what the reason for that was. But I was volunteering for Hillary Clinton's campaign at the time. I was phone banking. I wanted to be more involved, but my health and studying for the bar that first time um, really didn't allow me the opportunity to be as involved as I would have liked. And so eventually... When um, Westside Democratic Headquarters opened up, I was phone banking there. I eventually became a trainer. I was training people on how to use the automatic dialer technology. Those four or five days leading up to the election were some of the most electric days of my life. And I wasn't even on the ground. I wasn't even, you know, camp like with her, but I wanted to be part of that experience so much, but I would go and volunteer and then I would have to sleep and lay down the rest of the day. And, um, that was really, really hard. Hillary loses. Um, I have a really strong, emotional, devastating reaction. And I felt like this was a punch to the gut. A week after the election, my family and I take a trip to San Francisco. I'm sick the entire trip. Basically throwing up acid from my gut the entire trip. And I don't know what's going on and I don't know what's wrong. And finally, I go see a doctor and she's... Um, a homeopathic doctor and she basically tells me like what is going on with me and my body um my gut was all messed up to the point where if I had waited any longer to seek treatment I would have developed ulcers there was a possibility I would have to have another organ removed um I was in really bad shape in addition to that I had adrenal fatigue my my cortisol levels have been high my whole life and this is something I've always known but I really messed them up in 2016 and I was feeling it and that's in part why I was sleeping so much during the day because my melatonin levels were all messed up they were so high in the morning um, which is why I would sleep extra during the day and by the way I used to be someone who could wake up at 6 a.m and just go and uh, that was no longer the case. Um, my hormones were all messed up. We came up with a plan and a supplement routine. And I finally was starting to feel better. I actually started working with my doctor who I adore and who has really changed my life over the last year. I started working with her one day before the results for the 2016 bar exam came out. And so it's Friday, November 17th. No, maybe it was November 18th, 2016. I'm like trying to stay calm, but I'm a nervous wreck. In California, they give you a certain day and a time that you can log in to view your results. And uh, it's 6 p.m. on that Friday and I'm logging in and it says this name does not appear on the pass list. I log in again. 
This name does not appear on the pass list. My dad thought I was joking. He thought I was like playing a trick. Um, no, my name was not on the pass list. Um, I called myself stupid, moronic that I was dumb, an idiot. I told myself that I was a failure. I had a nervous breakdown, like screaming, crying. Um, I was devastated because at the time I had hinged my entire self-worth on whether or not I had passed the California bar exam. It was also really hard for me because most of my friends, um, had also passed. I had a couple of friends who also did not pass with me, um, but it was really hard to see the friends who did pass uh, get sworn in without me. And I really so desperately wanted to be there and I wanted to be part of it. And I was angry, disappointed, frustrated, um, sad even. But I had to learn how to be supportive of others while understanding that I was disappointed for myself. And um, that was hard. It was a hard pill to swallow at the time, especially because some of my friends, um, some were more sensitive than others. I think oftentimes because I put on such a brave face, people don't really know or understand maybe just how deeply affected I am by certain things. So it was an, it was a tough couple of weeks. At that point, I'm tasked with trying to understand and figure out, am I going to sit for the February bar? And if so, that would have meant I needed to start studying um, pretty soon after finding out that I did not pass. Ultimately, I decided not to sit for the February bar exam. And this might come as a shock for a lot of people, um, especially because I think a lot of people think I sat for the bar three times, but I actually only sat for it twice. My body was not physically or emotionally ready to sit for the bar in February. Um, That was a really hard decision to make, especially because it was the last time the bar was going to be administered as a three-day exam. Beginning July 2017, it's now a two-day exam in California. And the idea of a two-day exam where the essay portion and the MBE, which is the multiple choice section, the idea that those two would be weighed 50% each, so weighed equally, scared the crap out of me. Uh, My writing has carried me my entire life. I am not a multiple choice standardized exam person. Never been a strong suit. I was really scared, Um, but I had to trust my body and what I felt, and um, I went back and forth and back and forth at least a dozen or more times uh, deciding what I was going to do, but ultimately I chose not to sit for the February bar. Instead, I rested and prepared my body and prepared my mind and um, I worked and I interned and I had amazing experiences this year. So I worked and I really put myself out there in new ways and all of a sudden, next thing I know, it's May and it's time to really start preparing and studying for the exam. Something that I haven't shared yet in this podcast is... After I studied for the exam the first time, I had pretty severe anxiety and PTSD. Being in my apartment scared the shit out of me. It really freaked me out. Sorry for cussing. I don't think I've cussed yet on this podcast, but it really freaked me out because I would look at my desk, which by the way, I didn't even have a desk the first time I sat for the bar. I sat, I studied on my tiny, tiny, tiny little kitchen table that I had in my 386 square foot apartment and crammed myself and crammed my notes and my body into this tiny space. 
talk about not respecting myself enough at the time. I mean, seriously. I mean, I would look at this tiny, tiny desk that I made, table that I made into a desk after the bar was over and would feel panic. I just was not in a good headspace at all. So the idea of studying in my apartment really freaked me out. I go for a run one day and I come back and there are 15 fire trucks outside of my building. Turns out there was an electrical fire um, in the electrical room of my apartment building and we were not allowed to come back for 10 weeks. And so I was allowed to get my stuff Um, but I was not allowed to stay there. Instead, I spent the entire studying period for the bar exam sleeping on my parents' couch, which brought with it its own difficulties, its own frustrations, but I will be honest when I say it was a blessing. Not only was I removed from my environment and taken out of my routine, I was put in a position where I had to create a new routine and really show and prove to myself that no matter what, even if I'm taken out of my routine and taken out of my my apartment and my bed and sleeping on a couch and adjusting to living, you know, with my family and I haven't lived with my family since before college, I proved to myself that I could do it and that I could handle it and that I could adapt and that I was more resilient than I even realized. So I'm sleeping on my parents' couch. I'm studying at my mom's office when she's not working. I'm studying at my grandma Pearl's apartment when she's out working and I'm adjusting and I'm when I'm too tired and my body can't do it anymore, I'm stopping for the day. Um, I think I only went five days during the entire, what is it, like 10-week, 11-week studying period. I only went five days without taking a walk. I really put a strong emphasis on taking care of my mind and my body during this entire process and having more balance. Uh, The key was the balance and being at home saved me. Uh, My mom would cook dinner, which was a huge blessing. Um, I had other people to talk to. I wasn't isolated. I wasn't by myself. Being home and being forced out of my space and sleeping on a couch changed the entire experience for me. I will say though, mid-studying, I developed a new allergy to avocado. I can no longer have guacamole. And I say that because out of nowhere, my throat started swelling and closing up. And uh, thank God that I've actually had really terrible experiences with allergies my whole life because I knew exactly what to do. Um, I basically downed an entire bottle of Benadryl and I spent the next two days with my throat still being somewhat swollen. um, And that was pretty scary and pretty awful. But my point is just to say that when you're in the middle of an experience and you might feel that things are an inconvenience or you're hit with another curveball, trust that it's happening to you for a reason. Because when I was first thrown out of my apartment, I thought, oh shit, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pass? I'm basically set up for failure. I have text messages with my friend Sanaz that literally say, I feel like I've been set up to fail. And she would say to me, Uh, no, Sydney, you're going to do this. You're going to pass. And I'm telling you without people in my life, and I'm going to name them all, Catherine, Elise, Melissa, 
Angie, Sanaz, Pardis, Leah, Gabe. Oh my God, Gabe, I could not have done this without you. Um, oh my God, my parents, my sisters. Um, oh my God, I'm forgetting people. My grandparents, my aunt, um, if you're all listening, I could not have made it through this entire experience without without you and your support. And okay, so going back to my story. So I developed this new allergy to avocado. I'm having a hard time, but I'm but I'm sort of succeeding and excelling within that hard time. And I'm pushing through different levels of exhaustion and learning to create new balance. And we get closer and closer to the exam. And this time I decided I was getting out of town. I was not going to take the exam where anybody knew me. I flew up to Sacramento. I went by myself. Um, I navigated that whole situation by myself. And yeah, sure, maybe it's not a huge deal. But when your anxiety is through the roof and you are self-managing yourself in ways that maybe you had never managed yourself before, um, hopping on a plane and worrying about whether or not your bag is going to get there and, you know, is the room going to be okay? I mean, you start worrying about all these things that don't matter. So I get to Sacramento and I get to my room and I look out the window and, and what do I see? The word Esquire. It's on the side of a building and I have chills thinking about it. At the time I thought, okay, what the hell is this a sign? And, um, I see a lot of signs all the time. I'm very connected to numbers and um, believe that the universe speaks to me that way. And I was seeing a lot of numbers, 1111, 222, 1122, 333, 444, 555. And I'm not looking for them. It just would happen. And um, a week before or two weeks before the exam, I had a dream where my aunt and uncles and cousins dog that they had when we were growing up Indy um he was a yellow um Labrador and I have a special place in my heart for labs um I'm pretty convinced I was a lab in a past life um but anyway he visited me in my dream and I could see his tail wagging and he laid down next to me and I just had this overwhelming sensation that everything was going to be okay. And um, I'm still convinced it really was Indy visiting me in my dream. And after the dream, I found this picture of me and Indy and their other dog, Steel. Um, And I'll have to post the picture, but I've kept that picture propped up on my desk uh, ever since. So I get to Sacramento. I see the word Esquire. I'm like blown away, like, holy crap. Okay. My body is like freaking the freak out during the entire exam, the entire two days. My adrenaline spiked. I was having hot flashes. I had to keep getting up to the water station to literally pour water all over myself because if you're unfamiliar with um, a bar exam, they don't allow you to have any food or any water with you at the exam. And so I had this insane adrenaline surge and I'm overheating and I'm actually shaking after the first day. Um, and the best part though, was I had all of these techniques that I never had before. Um, breathing techniques, meditation techniques, visualization, uh, supplements, natural herb supplements that saved my freaking life this year. People in my corner praying for me, rooting for me, giving me tips on how to calm my mind and my body. And I did the best that I could 
uh, during those two days. And that's really all that mattered. I loved being up in Sacramento. I loved walking around Capitol Park and seeing the Capitol and the other government buildings. The bar is over. I did my absolute best. I have no idea what whether or not it would translate into a passing score. But as the months went on, I started to realize it doesn't matter. You see, I was proud of myself no matter what. And I knew I would be proud of myself, regardless of whether or not I had performed well enough on the exam to be able to pass. For me, this year, I started to define myself and my success based on who I am as a person and what I was achieving internally. It stopped being about the external success. It stopped being about a letter grade. It stopped being about a passing score. My whole life, I really defined my self-worth based upon whether or not I got an A in school because I had struggled my whole life with this concept of self-worth and I struggled my whole life with feeling enough. And so the one place where I felt enough was at school. And so my whole life, I defined my success based on the external. And this year, the year of 2017, my 26th year on this planet, I I really changed that and I stopped doing it. And so I knew that no matter what the result was on Friday, November 17th, 2017, I would be okay because I did my best. And I put my best foot forward and I did the hard work. And I knew my life would go on regardless of what the result was. And of course I was nervous. I was so nervous. I was definitely not confident that I would pass this time around, but it just didn't matter anymore because I also knew that I would be okay. See, last year when I didn't pass, I didn't think I was okay. I didn't know or feel that I would be okay if I didn't pass. I thought my world would be over. Um... Newsflash, Sydney, your world continued and the world continues to spin on its axis. If there's one thing I learned throughout this whole process is it's time to stop putting unnecessary pressure on myself. And I know someone out there can relate to that. I put so much pressure on myself that I had convinced myself my world would end if I didn't pass. Um, I was so freaking wrong. And so I knew this time that my life would go on. And if I had to study in February for the February exam, I would do it. And if I had to do July again, I would do it because I would keep going until I pass. You know, there's something to be said about being resilient, but we can all say we're resilient, but it's until those moments where you are really tasked with being resilient and pushing through And seeing beyond any barriers that you set for yourself that you really understand and know for yourself what it means to be resilient. If I had passed the first time, I wouldn't have learned any lessons. Seriously, none. And if I had passed the first time, who knows where I would be today. But because I didn't pass that first time, I learned a lot of lessons and a lot of really good, important lessons that I'm so grateful for and I know that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Some of them I've already mentioned in this recording, but balance, taking care and listening to my body, changing the way I define success, totally changing the way in which I speak to myself and the way I treat myself. 
having a stronger belief in myself, but also trusting that there's a bigger plan. And sometimes uh, you may not even know what that plan is. For example, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I have a big plan and a big dream for myself, but it could shift and it could change. Just a little bit more on that balance piece though. When I studied for the bar the first time, I studied 14 to 15 hours a day with no break. This time I started the first month five to six, maybe seven hours a day with a lot of breaks. And as we got closer to the exam, I studied more, but I built up that stamina instead of forcing myself to do honestly something that I just I just don't think is humane, studying 15 hours a day. I talk about this in a previous bonus episode, but honestly, that whole new mindset I have given myself uh, is just so invaluable. And I would say um, that positive self-talk game is, is stronger than ever. There are tons and tons of more lessons and experiences and just things that I am so grateful for from this year. And when it came down to finding out whether or not I passed the California bar exam on that Friday, November 17th, I was the calmest I've ever been in my entire life. Um, So calm that I think it freaked my parents out. And um, I just treated it like any other day because I knew I would be okay, regardless of what the outcome was. And yes, I was nervous, but I was so calm. Within being nervous, I sign in to find out if I passed and the website is not working. (laughs) Um, For five minutes, I kept logging in and it kept taking me back to the home screen. And I thought, oh my God, they lost my information. There's going to be no record of me even sitting for the exam. I mean, I like was freaked out. Um, But next thing I know, a PDF document pops up. I search for my ID number and it's there. I passed the California bar exam. This name appears on the pass list for the July 2017 examination. I still get so emotional every time I think about it or talk about it. Um, but I'm a lawyer and I and I get to officially be a lawyer next week when I get sworn into the State Bar of California. Um, one of my sisters is not here. She's in D.C., but my other sister will be there. My parents, my three grandparents that are still here and still with me. And I am just so proud and so excited that this moment is here. And that I get to share this moment with some of the most important people in my life. Thank you to my parents and my sisters, my friends, my family, my extended support system that I that I can't even hug and thank uh, in this moment. You have all helped me get to this point this year and to get through the last year and have helped guide me and support me over the last 26 years. Thank you to my teachers both in school and in life and I think a special thank you has to go to this life and the privilege to live this life and all of the opportunities that it has given me. I don't know what's next. Um, I want to use my license and my education and my passion and my love for people and the our environment and I want to help change the world and that's That's really who I am to my core. I know a new adventure is coming. 2018 is one month away um, and I'm ready. And uh, just look out because here I come and uh, I'm 
just so grateful and thankful and excited. This episode is a hell of a lot longer than I anticipated. I thought I would come on and talk for 20 minutes. Um, But my hope is that my experience and the lessons that I've learned may help somebody else. Because I think we're all tasked with different moments in our life when We are stopped and you may be going down one path and then a tree falls in the middle of the road and you have to stop and you have to start over and I would just encourage you that when those moments happen, stop and look around and and figure out for yourself what those lessons are and what those moments are trying to teach you because when you get quiet and you start to listen and and sometimes we can't do it alone we we need those teachers and those advisors and those people and people in our life who will help us navigate those moments and I encourage you to to utilize those people in your life too but but take a look and see what it is you're supposed to learn and know and gain and grow from those experiences. I know I have a lot of learning left. I'm not done. Um, we have one month till 2018, about mm, like a month and a half until my birthday. Um, and I know I have a lot of adventures and a lot of learning and growth ahead of me. And I'm so grateful. I'm grateful. A year ago, I would not have felt this level of gratitude for my journey and for where it's taken me. And um, and that's all I have to say. And uh, I'm so grateful. If you have an experience in your life that's similar to this one, I'd love to talk to you about it and share what you've learned too. I think it's so important for all of us to really get to a space where we're open and honest about our lessons and our journey because I do believe we can help each other and lift each other up and uh, that's how we're going to change our world by changing ourselves first. All right, guys, that's it. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend Um, and I will see you next week for Seek the Joy Tuesday. 